Thank you for listening to the Following Films podcast. Today I'm joined by director Andy Fickman. I had him on the show today to talk about his latest film, Heathers the Musical, which will premiere on the Roku channel this Friday, September 16th. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks. a few minutes there i do appreciate you hanging out sorry i just completely lost track of time so sorry i i know i'm excited anybody that wants to talk about heathers i'm i'll hang around all day look i could i could have been willing to have this conversation for probably like what the last 35 years at this point in my life so i i'm 46 years old so the original film is one of those ones that came out when it was eighth grade or something like that so it's one that just it hit me at that exact right moment and always loved it is that the same thing for you same a hundred percent was one of my favorite movies when it came out i'm a kid of the 80s and uh when 2005 i had just completed a movie with kevin murphy called uh reefer madness that we did for showtime and sundance and uh we were asked if we thought heathers would make a good musical and we were like are you kidding me we love it and we went and we were friends with larry o'keefe and brought him on board but and met with Dan Waters. I think I was just so excited to meet with Dan Waters because all I wanted to do was ask him a thousand questions about it. Like, I was like, also this. And then Michael Lehman, the director, Denise Tenovi, the producer, they just joyously put up with all of our BS as we as we became. And they've been our partners ever since. And half the time, uh, we'll, you know, something will be in the on the stage show, and they'll three of us will be like, you know, you don't have to keep that. And you're like, Are you crazy? We're keeping that brilliant so then how do you approach um taking on this new medium with it when you're putting this on film and taking a live performance because this did feel honestly more akin to a concert film i think than i was expecting it to be um, where the audience reaction was a big part of it um so it felt you know closer to stop making sense than maybe some other sort of uh film versions of stage productions that i've seen in the past yeah you know what you just said is what drove me in that I, I I make a lot of film and television, so the practical aspect was sort of easy to approach. But what I've noticed in, in our productions, especially what's happened in the UK since 2018, it's a rock concert. And yeah. people that would come to see the show would comment, so much so that I now, we just launched our, our latest cast, just began, they'll run through February. And I always tell the cast in rehearsals, the audience is the fifth Beatle. They are, it is Rocky Horror Picture Show. They are there. And when we started talking to Village Roadshow and Roku about it, my approach was, A, I want the audience to have, watching at home, to have the best seat in the house. You're not behind a tall guy. You're not behind someone with a hat. And second, I want you to experience that it really is an interactive relationship with the audience and sometimes some stage captures are very pristine sort of here's the stage and maybe you hear the audience maybe you don't and 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 that's certainly a way to go I felt eh, it would have been defeatist to not show the audience and include them in the process because if you're going to Heathers, that is what you're experiencing. It wasn't something we made up. I was, I grew up as a massive fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, right. So going on Saturday, you'd sometimes like the first time you'd take like friends to see it, you'd have to explain to them what was going to happen. Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, uh, this is not like watching a regular movie. This is, and I think that that's always what, what drove us. 
So uh, that was that was the hope for with the experience. Bring up Rocky Horror Picture Show because I often think about that in my own personal experience. That was all roads go back to. Yeah. Um, you end up in that theater. It's the re- revival house on the weird side of town that also that's plays it. art house films and genre that's, stuff. And that so is get, it. And so my love of film and entertainment is so diverse, and I and I can always trace it back to. Yeah. Where I found my tribe. I think. That is a hundred percent. I, I think that you know, knowing the experience that I had with that, knowing the experience that you had with that, you. You know, it's not available on every project you do, but when you get something like Heather's and you think, oh, there's a chance, somebody watching this show, we have audience members who are corn nuts, we have who have seen our show 40, 50 times in the audience since 2018. They're called corn nuts. I love that. That's that's fantastic. And and so with our fan base like that. I get it when they're coming and they're 13, 14, 15, 16. Uh, one girl, Izzy, started coming three years ago. Um, she just turned 17 and she got a some she got a weekend job to buy tickets. Like wow. we keep trying to give her tickets, and her mom's like, no, no, she has to learn. To, I'm like, all right, tough mom. Fair enough. I mean, but that. That's so strange. Does this individual have the same love of the film as the stage show, or is it more the stage show, more of the entry point for her? For for a lot of the the entry point for a lot of our younger audience is the musical, and then we tell them to go back and watch the stage show, and then they go, oh, wow, oh, I get, oh, oh, now I know when she says that, oh, now I get it. And that's really been, because the original creators, because Dan Waters, Michael Lehman, the director, and Denise Denovi, producer had been with us from the very beginning we've really sort of tried to make that connection for if you were a fan of the movie you could watch this and be like oh yeah and see what we did to make changes but the changes with the permission of the original creative team and then if you didn't know the movie you could go back and experience that journey and be like now i know where i love my dead gay son comes from now i know like even the 3D glasses, I'm trying to have my homages. I put that particular line up there in probably the top 20 lines of all time. And it's just something that it, it every time to no end. I have a, we we have a lot of merchandise in the theater. And one of them is my favorite. I love my dead gay son wristband, but feel free. Wonderful. <laughs> and it, it's something that's interesting, though, because I feel like you, in this particular production of it, you're expanding upon the original narrative. You're updating certain pieces of it, but the kernel of it, you really boil boil it down to still what this is about. There's a story in Heather's that is absolutely evergreen. It's something that yeah. you could watch that film. You could watch this musical in 20 years, and I could see in another 20, 30 years, somebody yeah. deciding to take a completely different approach at this story because it's something that... Kids are always going to feel awkward. They're always going to feel awesome. A little bit of uh, pleasure in watching people get their comeuppance and then maybe um, learn a little bit about how far that comeuppance should really go in the end, I think. I think I think that's right. We you know, we we found that the movie is so universal and and it really does touch upon those things. High school. High school doesn't change. The people in high school do, but clicks are clicks. There's always popular and not popular. Um, 
at that time in the 80s, you know, it really was about the level of violence was at a certain level. Now that level of violence is real. Now it really is about the guns and the bombs and those threats. And we've seen so much of our younger audience who at first, I don't think we knew whether or not they would relate because it would feel so Luddite. Like all of a sudden there's like, there's no social media, there's no phones. And, but what they all kind of connect to, whether it was in the States or in England was that in our show, someone writes a note, they're being mean-spirited to Martha, they put it on her lunch tray, then she goes to the party and they make fun of her. In real life, they do that on social media and it lives forever. Now they mock them. And so the kids are like, oh, we oh, we see this level every day of our lives. And of course. And so then there's that sense of redemption. There's that sense that you know, at a certain moment, you are anybody can stop the process. Somebody can stand up and do the right thing. Uh, and so I feel like there's we get that audience on their feet at the end. And I do think as much as they're cheering for the cast and the music and the story, I think there's a sense of redemption that brings them up of like, we have a chance to make it beautiful again. Let's try. There's, there's also this other idea that I think plays more relevant today than it did when it initially came out. And that's why this is a story that absolutely deserves to be retold right now is this idea of the impact that suicide has. And there's this art of, there's this also layered on that is this phony outcry of support that we have sometimes for people. And we, those that have passed and this idea of an image of somebody versus the reality of the person. And that is something on those, I don't think you now and get away with it, but because there's this legacy to it. Cause if you, Put this screenplay out today. I don't think that people would be biting at it. Probably. I I think it. I, I think you're right. I think Dan would agree that yeah. You know, we've tried to add a little bit of sugar to the medicine uh, yeah. to help it go down a little bit easier. But that sense of suicide, that sense, and now, you know, there's a line in the in the uh, in the show about you know another person trying to copy the popular people and failing miserably. That is the you know. The ability now to become a, a online presence, you can, you know, you can go out in a hell of bullets, you can post sure. your manifesto on Facebook, you can, people can find a different way to live forever in that sense. And so, yeah, I think that it's, you know, we always have trigger warnings outside the theater. Um, and we're interested because a lot of times we've had people in the audience who come afterwards to talk about how it affected them because of a suicide we had a cast member who all of a sudden it hit her very heavily because a friend had just recently committed suicide and we started rehearsals and it was a, it was a, it was a rough emotional process for her, but, but you, you kind of want to find that balance. So you're not banging it over the head too much. You're not trying to say, here's the message kids, but you're also trying to take them on the journey. And Dan Waters, was is a subversive, smart, brilliant writer who wanted to address things that, you know, the beauty side of the 80s, you know, the the happy side of the 80s wasn't being addressed the way he wanted to address it. I And I'm so thankful for it. And I'm really yeah. thankful for this production of it, that this is going to keep going. And I think that this generation, right, I needed to revisit again. Um, I think that when you have heady issue 
like this, it's something that satire is helpful to get through these things. I so appreciate you saying that. We we tell our cast sometimes, anytime there's a school shooting or anytime there's going to be, this is all kind of comes back, which in our world is on a fairly regular basis. And we say that the the reality is sometimes you need these moments. You need a show to find your connection. My, my dad died when I was uh, very young. And I remember seeing the movie Ordinary People. And here's this brilliant, powerful story about death and how people do not handle death the same. And, And it wasn't until I saw that movie that I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Like, I found that movie helped me in dealing with the loss of my father. So I feel if Heathers can connect with somebody, young or old, um, then we've done a pretty good job. You did a great job, and I'm really thankful for it. I, I'm sorry that we only have the 10 minutes today. I would love to talk to you for an hour and a half about this thing, because I think you did something really fun. This Next is one time I we talk an hour and a half, my friend. Done, done. And, and, and especially any other fan of Rocky Horror, because that that is those are my people, for sure. We are, we are each other's people. Yes, absolutely. Best of luck. Take care. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
Always crack.